0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the All In Podcast. We've got something that you've been begging us to bring back. We are joined here today with, of course, Loser Fruit. Hello, Fruity. Hello,
1: hello.
0: And we've got Baz here. Hey, it's me. And you know what? We've also got the Dungeon Master because we're bringing back Dungeons & Dragons. It's Dave!
2: Oh, the high energy introduction. Thank you.
0: Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. We're back. Yeah, and here's Baz. (laughs) Here's Baz and Fruity. And Craig. Also, and dude, uh, dude, so. I'm, I'm the crazy wacky guy of the Dungeons
2: and Dragons
0: group. I'm the wacky What's one. What's he gonna mess up this time? All right, so um, Dave, send us into uh where we were last time.
2: All right, so things have been looking up for the cool, handsome, funny, smart adventure gang since we last saw them. You all escaped from the clutches of Anatolia Grimm, you liberated a number of powerful magical items from her, uh, a bronze wormling dragon, her wand of wonder, and even her home, which has quickly become your base of operations, Grimlock House. You also found something potentially more valuable than all of this, which was a Harpel wishing ring, if you remember. now These rings were made for the children of the Harpel wizarding family years ago to protect them from moments of extraordinary peril. If a Harpel makes a wish, wearing the ring it can come true. But the rings only work for descendants of the Harpel line and despite Janny, all of your research in Grimlock House Library, you have yet to find a way to break through this simple, simple failsafe. For now it is just a ring.
1: Aww, I'm but, stupid. But give it some time.
2: I, I don't no, get you I'm too...
1: stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, want, I
2: want to destroy the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to Mount Doom. <laughs> it hasn't all been bad, however. You have worked out how to operate the house. You've used it to jump from city to city, seeing the sights of Toril, the world that we're in. Recently, you heard rumours of a newly established arcane tower in the city of Waterdeep, run by the Sacred Order of Magists. It's called Vanderbrass Tower, and it is both an auction house a vault and a library ...of some of the rarest magical items and relics across the Sword Coast. If anyone can find a way to get the ring working for you, it's going to be the Magists at Vanderbress Tower. By now, you've been travelling for months, the days are getting longer, the nights are getting colder... ...there's a little bit of seasonal goodwill in the air, the streets are full of bunting and holly... ...as the city prepares for midwinter night... Heading uptown in Waterdeep to the Castle Ward, you stand in front of Vanderbrass Tower, and from here you can truly appreciate a marvel of modern magical engineering. You have an appointment there with a mage called Hiram Stone-Turner, an elderly magist of some renown. You step into the foyer, quite quiet at this time of year, and almost immediately a young, nervy-looking half-elf in a slightly badly fitting robe waves you over.
3: Three. Do we, wait, do we still have. Didn't we find a dragon or something last time? Was that a fever dream? I swear. No, not. Fruity has a pet dragon.
1: Oh, no, 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 that's not mine. Wait, is it mine?
3: It's been a couple of months, yeah, and I
2: think that is the dragon scenario? wormling has sort of bonded with you a little bit and become a familiar of sorts what for your journey.
1: Oh, well, wow. yeah, oh, yes, dragon. of course. <laughs> I thought it was your dragon, yuck. But okay. No, I'll no, take I, it. I'll... I wanted
3: to eat it.
1: I, just,
3: I, I would
2: be very surprised if any cre- creatures, woodland, magical or otherwise, bond with Gaskin or Yark. Animals have like a self-preservation instinct.
1: Right. That's a good point.
2: This is quite an intelligent, it's tiny, it's a pseudo-dragon, it can coil around, it sort of likes to sit on your shoulder with its tail half-coiled around your neck. Uh, it's called Cinder. And it, um, very kind of, often very lazy, sleeps a lot. Uh, and can breathe a tiny amount of fire is about the size of, I suppose, a cat. Aww.
1: <laughs>
2: and Cinder stayed with you, and part of the reason for that is that you are your magic power has only sort of gone up, uh, Janny, in your time. Because while the others have sort of been wasting time, um, you know, going through the wine cellars of Grimlock House, <laughs> you've had access to the library, and it's it's a pretty decent. The harpels collected a lot of magical spell books, and so you've learned quite a bit of half-elf magic in your time, and that's reflected in your spells.
1: Awesome. <laughs> I'm getting there.
2: <laughs> ignoring a half-elf who is waving <laughs> increasingly. Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: like turn <laughs> start <straight around laughs> whispering to each other. As we,
3: as, we start,
0: as we start walking over, I want to clap and test the echo of the foyer. <laughs> <laughs> test the echo.
2: You know I'm what? Clapping. It's. I don't know if it's like the, the beautiful brutalist architecture or like the wonderfully... Um, severe pillars, but the acoustics in this room are fantastic. If you could get like an a cappella choir in here, uh, bust out a little bit of music. <laughs> in fact, yeah, sure, wow, it is carolers.
3: Really nice. <laughs> well,
0: why am I the one
3: echoing? Oh, it is
0: echoey. Uh, I've got a big smile on my face. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very and you know happy. Be-
2: because it's midwinter, because it's almost midwinter night, there are carolers in the foyer as well. So the whole thing has a real um, festive air.
0: Um let's walk over to the uh the elf. Let's start walking over.
2: Ah yes, hello. Um sorry, you must be um a, a Sirkaskin, is it? And he's got a little clipboard.
0: Mm, that's his I'm the greatest fighter of the land. And then I I pat Yark's head no, and I say, no, This no. is my pet man. Okay. Ah, yeah,
2: you you've bought a pet. Wonderful. No. Uh... <laughs> okay. I have no reason to believe you're lying to me. So sure, <laughs> excellent. Well, um, this we tend not to allow pets into the building, but I'm sure we can make special uh, allowances don't for a little friend. Don't make wait
3: outside on the first. I,
0: mission. I kiss I the top to... of his head. Okay. Or if the you prefer, I
2: suppose head. we could lay out a small bowl of water for him. Perhaps some kind of, I don't know, um, fibrous treat.
3: No, I, I, I'll, I'll become. I'm in. I'm staying in here as well. He's
2: sounds oh, strange. He's <laughs> Do not worry. <laughs> Oh, excellent, God. excellent. Look, I I have to say, and he's he looks a little nervous, and he's you're here. I, I am alas not Hiram Stone Turner. I believe you're here to see my master, and I I'm just his apprentice. I work for him here, and um, he's the he's the head of security at Vanderbrass Tower, and I, I'm I'm one of a couple of apprentices of him. Uh, actually, make for me insight checks all around. If everybody can make a quick insight check, Ooh. let me know if anybody gets above fifteen.
3: Damn,
0: I got twelve
3: i got one
1: i forgot how to roll <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: God! okay forgetting how to roll fruity! is an automatic failure but what you do is you just need to click the button next to it on the character sheet thanks to we using DD beyond which is a great <laughs> website it's um, an
0: amazing website fruity can learn how to whack it
2: <laughs> uh fruity uh, um that's a 10 so your insight is 12 which means that yes with the traditional complete lack of understanding of the human character, you'll sort of smile, unable to see that there's anything wrong with this guy. Anyway, he continues and says, "No, my, my master Stone Turner. I believe you had a uh, appointment with him. It's here in the schedule. Uh, terribly sorry. I, I he should have been here. I'm sure he will be back momentarily. In times like this, I usually uh, just bring people into the building. I, I can I can sit you in the executive lounge. Uh, oh, Stone yes. Turner will be here soon. Oh. Yeah. Is it food?" <laughs> Oh, yes, of course. And because you have a, a oh. meeting, it'll all be on the house. Uh, Van takes care of its own and he laughs.
0: Oh, why'd you laugh at that? <laughs> well, <laughs> And I point, I point <laughs> at his face and I say, <laughs> don't act suspicious around me. I, I, I'll
2: kill you. I, 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 I assure oh, you, goodness. I was just, I, I, I thought that you would perhaps enjoy a hearty libation. You know, it's that time oh. of the year. We have uh, some wonderful eggnog, actually, that's just come up and it's, it's, um, it's beautiful. Like uh, my eyes.
0: I, I, I squint my
2: eyes and I say, "What is eggnog?" <laughs> <laughs> Make for me, I guess. A intelligence check, basket.
0: intelligence test. Let's have a look here. I swear recognize.
2: we're going to play some d&D at some point. Uh, I hit a, I hit a six. A six. You've never heard of eggnog before, but you think perhaps it's some kind of fried egg dish, perhaps a breakfast <laughs> of some sort. Show us to this fried egg dish you talk of, Elf. <laughs> All right, we'll just uh, glossing past that for one second. (laughs) Absolutely. uh, Right this way, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And he walks you uh, through. Sort of there's a foyer and there's a a attendant, but he flashes what looks like a heavy brass disc that he wears around his neck and they smile and wave you through. And soon you find yourself standing in front of what looks like a giant iron archway and built into this wall on the side of the archway, are a lot of small lockers. And he's like, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, you have to understand this This is a secure compound. I'm going to have to ask you to check any weapons that you have on you. <gasps> you will get them back at the end of the meeting.
0: I'm going to try to hide a dagger. Is there a way, way I dagger. can use my sleight of it.
3: hand to like distract him while I keep a weapon on me? Like maybe my Absolutely. dagger.
0: Maybe, maybe I should throw a dagger at him. <laughs>
3: No, we're not going to start this campaign <laughs> off by <laughs> killing somebody. Sorry, sorry. Okay, I'm gonna, you do so, your thing, bass. Yeah, so I'm I'm going to do like a, a almost like a, a magic like sleight of hand and like distract him with one hand by handing all You're my right. weapons, but trying to conceal maybe my small dagger in my other hand. So
2: it's a that's a sleight of hand. Uh, you'll have advantage if he's dis- if anyone's distracting him while you try to do that.
3: Oh yeah, can, can you? Uh, cast I will talk him? to him. Yeah, can you?
0: I, right I approach the elf mm-hmm. and I, uh, I kind of like lean my body like so he can't really see see the uh like the, the the lockers all that well. Kind of like deceiving him, not letting him see um okay. Yark in fullness. And I say, which is easy to do because so... is like half your size. <laughs> and I say, so how are you doing? <laughs> and then I, and then I wink at the elf, okay. and
2: then I go, mm, I pull like a little kissy face. All right, make for me, I suppose, a charisma check if you'd like. In that case, Craig, can it be intimidation?
0: (laughs) Oh, if it's (laughs) choice, it's that kind of how you do it. I swear, we
1: always start with you (laughs) doing intimidation checks.
2: (laughs) I hit a um, a sixteen. Okay, that's quite good. So he's he instantly sort of blanches and blushes for a second, and then swallows, and he's like, "Oh, I I, rub his
0: cheek. I rub his cheek a little
2: bit." (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm on shift I, and it's that don't sort of worry, spluttering Don't worry, what are you doing later? <laughs> okay. While this is going on in the background, Cray, you are stuffing as many daggers into your sleeve as you can so make for <laughs> me, with advantage, a sleight of hand check
3: I got a 15
2: 15, okay, you're able to take two small daggers oh, yes. and you hide them yes. into the sleeve of your wrist and you have just enough time to get your sleeve down again before spluttering. Tremmy, which is his name, sort of backs away from Crane, puts a little <laughs> bit of respectable social distance between the two of you, and he's like, "Oh look, I'm sorry. I, this has gotten completely out of hand." Uh, excellent. I, I see you've used the the lockers. Now, don't be concerned. Uh, and he takes one of the keys that's in the door of each locker and then he hands it to you, Janny. And he says, the only people that have access to these lockers are you with this key here in the foyer or the security department can access them remotely on the seventh floor. They're the only ways that anyone's going to be able to get in. Your equipment is safe. Now, this means that everybody has given away every weapon that they have, so you don't mm-hmm. have access to any of your weapons. You still have your armor, Janny. You still have your spellbooks and arcane focuses. Because that doesn't—they don't count as weapons—and but other than those daggers, that's the only weapons that you have on you.
3: Like the idea that when I'm walking away, like you can hear like a slight jingle of two metal daggers in my <laughs> sleeves.
2: <laughs> um, and as you walk through the iron archway, you step into, for a fantasy city, what is kind of a sleek, ultra-modern corridor that leads into the centre of the tower, and you can see now that the levels of the tower are essentially. They have a big circle cut out of the middle of these big circular floors. They're sort of like balconies around an empty space. So if you're standing on the balconies, you can see up a couple of levels and down a couple of levels. The tower is huge, 10 stories tall, which is quite large for Waterdeep. And floating, suspended in the middle of each level, slowly drifting upwards or downwards are fabulous works of art, historical relics. Even you can see near you just a giant chunk of... Of what looks like crystal slowly floating in a blue field the whole thing the effect is very impressive and looks very expensive and there are little mages scurrying around wearing robes and a few customers uh, all who look like quite wealthy nobles from the city are uh, mingling around and he quickly walks to the side of the corridor where there is a little side uh, vestibule or an alcove and there's a disc floating on the ground which you recognize Jenny as a tensor's floating disc which is a kind of uh, levitating um, sort of, well it's just, it's it's a circle of energy that mages sometimes use to carry things and he steps onto it t- goes to a podium and flashes his brass pass again and the disc light- glows blue and lights up and he beckons to all of it, and he's like please this way, uh, the lounge is on the fourth floor. Oh
3: my god, is this some sort of elevation device? What is this? <laughs>
2: Ah, I can, at... you, I can see oh my... that you are a, a keen student of the arcane sciences. <laughs> yes, this is indeed uh, direct from Tensor's laboratory. We, these are the first prototypes. Permanent Tensor Floating Disk Network that connects every floor on this tower.
3: Oh, my God. I'm, like, feeling it with my hand, like, like, like grab it and see how sturdy it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very cautious now... before getting on it.
0: I'm, I'm looking off in a different direction, and all of a sudden I scream, NERD! at an elf walking by. Oh, <laughs> right <laughs> in his face <laughs> nerd that's gonna yeah nerd that's gonna come right. back later in
3: the story to bite us
2: the elf okay the elf that you see is a <laughs> is a woman who's wearing a high collared oh. uh black um quite tight fitting um set of robes and there's actually two of them and she looks at you and oh. shoots you a look of absolute venom <laughs> make, make for be a perception check Okay. Oh, what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> I just The great thing about D&D is the dungeon master can really add consequences to any moment. Oh god, I just hit a 9. You hit a 9. All right. You the whole exp- the, the moment is kind of weird, but it doesn't really lodge in your brain as particularly can I significant. Wink? You try to, but she's already lost eye contact and you realize that unfortunately by shouting nerd at someone, realizing she was quite beautiful, getting a bit flustered and then trying to sort of smoothly turn it into sed- seduction has completely failed. And Tre- and Tremie is looking at you with a kind of uh, sympathetic look.
0: <laughs> Can whole- I ask Tremi, I, I turn around, I look at Tremie and I say,
2: who were those beautiful women? He looks at you sadly, and he's like, "This is your first time in a big city, isn't it?"
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is, little man. Now bring us up
0: to the top floor. where Absolutely. Ask myself.
2: <laughs> Ding, and the the disc starts to rise slowly at first, faster and faster, until it opens up into a large lounge. There's a couple of other discs flying, zooming around the tower, and oh. this this is a quite tasteful lounge. There are booths um, built into the corners of it open it's kind of open plan lovely tables there's a buffet on the side and there is a kind of not kitchens but a sort of service area to the side with a serviced bar and he passes gives you all some passes and goes here this will be for any food or drinks that you want um I'll stay here with you as well I feel terrible that my master isn't here so if you have any questions uh if you if you would like to tell me why you came to the tower I'll do the best to help you while we wait for him I eat at the buffet, or, or I or I could just piss off if you prefer. I got, I got, I'm sorry, I got the sense that I'm not wanted here. I, I think
3: I think I'm just so distracted. I'm still trying to figure out how the elevator thing worked. I'm sort of distracted it's by that. <laughs> <just grabbing laughs> on. Like, All
2: right, so so that's in that case. So you're splitting up a little bit. Did you say Kaskin? You're going to the bar. Craig, you want to? You're investigating the elevators. I'm um,
1: gonna go sit and rest. Sit and rest, I'm well, rest. <laughs> You find
2: a seat in a booth near the balcony Where you can overlook Near that floating chunk of crystal Where you can see um, across the tower And as a student of the arcane You know, a student of magic This is quite an exciting place for you, Janie, Because this is a real uh, One of the sort of central strongholds of magical thought and knowledge in the civilised world of Faerun. Speaking of the civilised world, Cray, you're trying Mm -hmm. to not have a freak out um, sorry, Yark, you're trying not to have a freak out as (laughs) you're delicately prodding the tensor's disc which sort of wobbles every now and then while an attendant shoots you a disapproving look but is too well bred to say anything about it. (laughs) As you do this, you suddenly notice another disc zoom up above the executive lounge to the royal lounge, the there's the sort of even higher bread lounge directly above you. And you can see that there is quite a few figures on it. It dings to a stop on your level and three large, what looks like men in big cloaks and hoods get off. And for a second, you can see the other passengers on the disc. And there's, um, there's quite a few of them. Make a perception check for me, Yark.
3: Come on, perception. And... Oh, uh 14.
2: 14. All right. So you see quite a few. Um, There's the list looks like a woman in sort of calamite robes, very heavily tattooed. You see a gnome who's fiddling with some kind of technomantic tablet and making some last minute adjustments with a small screwdriver. There is a looking very out of place, a huge fur bog, which is a sort of a kind of half giant creature with a straw hat and a filthy overcoat um, that looks like it's from this distance almost like it's covered in fleas and bugs and grease, who looks completely out of place and standing in front of them having a conversation to the woman in the robes is a figure in a black suit with a black goatee with just a fleck of uh, charcoal discoloration in his beard and he feels your eyes on him and he turns slowly and looks at you and as his body turns you can see that nestled in his arm is a long scrawl work Cylinder, a canister about the size of um, a mace or a sword, and it's smoking slightly. There's beautiful filigree work all around the canister, and smoke is drifting out of it. Watch out, guys.
0: We've just met the main characters.
2: (laughs) Watch out. (laughs) We're the side characters in our story. We've we've (laughs) met the main characters. (laughs) uh, As he's doing, he turns around slowly and he sees you, Yark, on your knees poking the disc next to him and watching it wobble and you sort of look up and you make eye contact and he looks at you, eye to eye, smiles, and then there's a zoom as his disc carries him and his party up to the level above he you. you. He smiled
0: at you. I'm like kind of <laughs> like,
2: cheeks get red. Like, oh. Everybody's getting a boyfriend. It's wonderful.
0: <laughs> Caskin, you're at the bar. And I'm I'm drinking some alcohol and it's I'm eating... And <laughs> I've got a, a, be- a beer in one hand and eggnog in the other and I'm taking...
2: Um, sips out of both of them. All right, so you've worked out once. what eggnog is, or yes. you also, and you also ordered a plate of eggs. We'll say just to be safe, because you can get anything <laughs> you want. Okay, so you're getting you're getting quite drunk on um, Tremie's dime by the bar, and yep. yeah, the bartender's there as well if you need anything. Who, the, all of the service staff here are in, dressed in very sort of simple white shirt sleeves, red waistcoats emblazoned with the symbol of the Vanderbrass Tower, which is just a tower st- um, standing above a mountain. And Janny, you're stand you're sitting by yourself. Well you know, actually you're sitting with Trammy by the balcony, looking out over the tower. And he sees you looking and he goes, It's fabulous, isn't it? You know it was only finished last month. This is truly the pinnacle of the Order's achievements here in Waterdeep.
1: And I say it's hey, all right, I guess. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, and <laughs> my- <laughs>
2: Yeah. Keep going. Keep you've going. seen. Oh, as, as, you, you, you've seen. You've seen better than this. You understand that this is not just the, our most eminent library here in Waterdeep. This is the home of the Quicksilver Vault, our archive of secret magic items and spell books It's one of a kind.
1: Yeah, I say eh. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> even though I've never seen anything quite so stunning, I always want to be more impressed. So I'm just kind of like, you know. Show me more. Show me more. <laughs>
2: this is a deception check. I'll, I'll roll for you, and you make a seventeen. So you crush Trammy. and he's like, <laughs> "Oh well, of course. I mean, I guess I've only lived in the city my whole life, and you've travelled so far and wide. Uh, must be a bit, must be a bit silly me going on about this. I'm sure. I'm yes, sure there's, is. there's, yes, well, I've, I've been schooled.
1: You're insolent for.
2: <laughs> oh yes, of course. Well. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you'd like to make a complaint, my, my, my master <laughs> will be here with us momentarily. I'm doing my best. but
3: <laughs> Can you guys just sit in like an awkward silence for the rest
1: of the <laughs> oh, <says> <laughs> so Rest, rest <laughs> yeah, of you've, the adventure, that's where I am. <laughs> you have
2: crushed um, Tremi and there's an awkward silence falls over you and at that moment, thankfully breaking the tension... Yark has wandered back to the table, as has Kaskin, who is carrying a tray that is laden with fried egg dishes and just alcoholic drinks that do not go together. He's got, like, a shot of... He's, he's alternating between drinking uzo straight and then he's drinking eggnog, and he's got a beer, and he's just started mixing them together in an odd drink and inventing his own cocktails. And he's having a wonderful time. Delicious! <laughs> And as you all um, arrive and Caskin puts the drinks down on the table, there is suddenly you hear what sounds like a thump, a crack. You hear the sound of what feels, smells like burning flesh as your eyes all tr- um, freak out as there's a blinding flash on the level above you and all of the lights go red and you start to hear screams coming from the royal lounge above you. Oh my God! Trami looks up in panic, and none of you really have any time to deal uh, to deal with it before you see on the opposite balcony a group of figures um, dragging another figure towards the balcony. And from that distance, it's, it's hard to make them out. But Yark, you think that this might be the figure that you saw on the disc just earlier.
3: Can I just ask, can I just ask you, is this a normal occurrence? Is this a normal thing that's kind of <laughs> getting dragged out? See?
2: Well, Trammy's like, well, I'm, I'm sure that Jaddy's uh, seen this before, but where I am, this is quite new. No, everybody's oh, really yeah. panicked. No, there's screams, and you can see that there that there's a huge disturbance happening. All of the lights have gone red, and then another figure walks forward um, who you hadn't seen before who's dressed in brilliant purple robes slashed with red, and he's obviously a mage, and he's got a staff, and, he car- and standing on the balcony, he says some words in some kind of arcane tongue and points his staff at the crystal and a image is projected on the crystal. And it's a super image of like a magnified view of what's happening on the balcony. And suddenly you can see the figure of the ash flecked bearded man in in his black suit with his canister standing like projected on the crystal, beaming out across all the different floors of the tower. Behind him, a group of very idiosyncratic looking figures, some of whom I described before. Also, Cray, the two women, the two elvish women that you see Ooh! with the high collars are standing behind him too. And I raise
0: a... my drink and I say, a show! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: they You're a level below them and they can't hear you. There's a crackle and suddenly you hear the voice, the amplified voice of the man as he says, ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for any inconvenience, but I'm afraid this building is in lockdown, effective immediately. And the Calamite woman walks forward and she's dragging a bearded figure who's on his knees with a blade to his throat. And Tremi Ooh. says, oh, my God, that's Magister Tame. He's the head scholar of the tower. Oh. What you are seeing now is the effect of our lockdown. And there's a huge boom. And he goes, that chime you heard was the work of my associate, Mr. Spangler. My understanding of the arcane is less profound than his, but I am told that we have enveloped this building in a time loop. Nobody is getting in and nobody is getting out until we get the keys to the Quicksilver vault. And somebody um, starts to say something on the balcony and one of the two elven women flicks her hand and a throwing knife materializes in the person's throat and they collapse down dead.
0: I say, oh, that's hot. (laughs) <laughs> this doesn't oh, have hot.
2: to this doesn't have to be hard. I'm told there are three keys to the Quicksilver Vault. One was held by this tower security chief, mister Stone Turner, who I paid a visit to only a few hours ago, and as he says that he flourishes in his hand a blood flecked key, and Tremmy gasps. The second Uh-oh. key is of course held by <laughs> Magister Tame. Tyrina, my dear, would you be so kind? And the the robed woman reaches into the robes of the old man that she's holding hostage, feels around, and then pulls a chain around his neck with a second key and throws it to the bearded figure. Excellent. We've deactivated the tensor system. Nobody is coming to save you. I suggest you all sit down while my men find the third key. It goes without saying that if anyone leaves either lounge or interferes, well... I hope for your sake that our clockwork spangler men deal with you before my friends find you. Good day. And the image winks out as people start to scream in earnest around you as Tremi sta- sta- sits there with a white expression on his face.
0: I'm laughing. <laughs>
2: what, what, why would you possibly be laughing? This is Tremi, terrible.
0: Tremie, where's the other key?
2: The, uh, the, the, um, I, you mean... the. the the
0: third key, you fool! And I, <laughs> I, I start shaking him profusely. I'm shaking him.
2: The I, I, third key. The, I, I, if I suppose it would be in the security desk. I mean, to be honest, only my, I, I'm not. This is something that the head of security would know. I, I suppose there might be information in in my master's office, but that's on the seventh floor.
0: Seventh floor. Hmm? Looks like another adventure for the. What's our, what's our, Green again? <laughs> Adventurous it's been months.
2: friendship group. Was yeah, cool the funny, smart adventure girls. You really gave yourself a mouthful, yeah. didn't you,
0: Tremi, What is our next best uh...
1: Said to uh, go to the office, uh, right?
0: Yeah, let's go, Trevi.
1: Let's, let's go, do it. Let's go. I t- can I take a drink of one of Cray's menu that he has on the table? <laughs> oh, there's no!
2: so many. There's
0: so many. <laughs>
1: send you, what, do you want to slap it out of my hand? No, do they you? are mine. I slap <laughs> it out of Janny's
0: hand
2: okay. and I say, mine. Make a dexterity check for me, Cray. Um, for Cray, yeah. Opposed by Janny. Janny. Um, I hit a 20. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you. All right. Janny um, delicately picks up a flask of uzo and Kaskin slaps it out of Jenny's hand. <laughs> and even in the panic in the lounge, there's this like weird faux pas moment where everybody stops screaming and looks at you. And I say, "This is no time for alcohol, Jenny. <laughs> you <laughs> have an act. eggnog in your other hand." Yeah, as I
0: as I sip an eggnog and then a beer.
2: Oh, the double standards. All right. Because <laughs> the room this. went <laughs> silent, you also notice something else. Remember I said Yark, that three figures had gotten off on this floor? Of oh, the other um, group's tensor disc, the you see now that they've pulled back their cloaks and while they did look like large humans, I'd say almost seven feet tall each of them, they have completely featureless faces and mm. they, and weird segments. You can see now that they're actually they're sort of um, they look like they're constructs, not people. And in the silence now because everybody's so freaked out by what Kaskin just did, you think you can hear ticking. As they stand Two of them are holding crossbows One of them has a great sword And they're standing Surveying the room Making sure that everybody has stayed In their booths Nobody else has gotten up yet
3: Can I like whisper to Janie and Kaskin and I think they're going to try to keep us in here Because they've got crossbows And they might shoot us if we try and leave To go to the To go to the
1: other floor You're saying that a bit loud so, I think that won't hurt you I don't um, know him. He doesn't uh, have a face okay. um,
3: Sneak attack! <laughs> it, it seems like the only way we're going to escape this room is by maybe. They won't expect you to have a dagger. Sneak I have two daggers, him. actually. Sneak um, dagger. How how far apart are these two? Are they sitting like right next to each other?
2: Uh, so the two, two of them, one of them is standing by the bar, and two of them are standing near near the tensor discs.
3: Oh, there's three I've of them.
2: And as I said, the discs <laughs> the discs are deactivated as well. They're not. Oh they're not no! Blue.
3: Oh, okay.
2: The, all um, the lighting is red. The, the, the building is in some kind of emergency shutdown mode. And you hear suddenly the huge ding again. Um, at regular intervals, this huge chime is booming. Do you
3: think, <laughs> what, do you think they care Say about the other guards? Old. What if we took a guard hostage? Said, <laughs> no, they don't care about oh, that. Oh, God.
2: These, these, these have the look of mooks about them, if you know what I mean. These
0: so don't, they look don't look like care, named man. NPCs. You can't talk to them, Baz. Wait, so there's,
3: there's two at the bar where, where Cassie and Jenny are? There's one at the bar. One at the bar. I mean, you don't have a weapon, Cassian. Do you think you can maybe hit oh it at the god, back of a head it, with a bottle? Oh my god, that's it! It's time
0: for action. I pick up a chair
3: and
1: yeah, uh, I peg perfect. it at one of the ones
0: with the crossbow. I'm um, trying to hit at least both of them with it, but I don't know it's if a I can chair. hit a Chair is good.
1: A chair. <laughs> uh, right. Right.
3: Yeah. T- at the same time, like, maybe we like he like gives me like the throwing chair nod, so I know it's coming this time. <laughs> yeah, and before yeah. he does it, maybe I like pull out my two daggers and like out of some sort of like assassin movie, I try and throw it at both their heads. I want to I see, see the that, scene like, worship, that, like,
2: yeah. that happened between these adventures, where presumably Janny is up in the library learning all these spells, and you're both sitting in the basement of Grimlock House, going, "All right, this is the throw the chair knot, and this, this is the we're going to talk to them and try and get out of here alive knot, and we cannot get these." Yeah, J- Janny has realised that we've had like several
0: conversations about the throwing the chair knot.
2: All right, I'm just going to quickly roll initiative for all of you. So we'll find out who goes first. It's going it's going to start with Kaskin because Kaskin's kicking us off. So, Kaskin, you grab the chair and you throw it with all your might. Which one are you throwing at?
0: Let's actually say I throw it at the guy at the bar because The he's one alone. with the
2: sword is a bit bigger. The ones with the crossbows look a bit smaller, but they're all oh, massive.
0: Or oh, oh, the, uh, the, the, the crossbow ones then if they're a bit smaller.
2: Okay, so you grab a chair, make for me a, we'll just call it a strength attack. So basically roll plus five. But, and yeah, with well, the other, there, just roll, roll and add five. Oh, oh, I hit a 23. 23. All right, great. So you grab the chair and you throw it at the crossbow by the bar, and it cracks open uh, on the face and torso of this figure. And let me just make a quick strength check. Yep, he goes sprawling back. Over the bar there is a splintering and cracking of a few bottles as well as a few plates of abandoned eggs go everywhere as all of these figures, these Spangler men, the ticking intensifies and they turn, spin and race into combat with you and two of them run towards you while the other one starts trying to get up behind the bar. Janny, you're up next.
1: I feel like I didn't quite get the memo from Yark and Kaskin that we were fighting right then, so at that point I... Went and took my drink back uh, from Caskin and take a sip. That's my That's move. Your entire what? action. Yes. <laughs> what? I'm a little bit stressed. Under attack. <laughs> yeah, and I perform better with less stress. <laughs> Get oh over my it. God.
3: All
2: right, that is Jenny's entire action, which means that Yark, you're up next.
3: Okay, so is the guy at the bar still on the ground, or is he? He is. Of- so
2: you can't throw a dagger at him from here, but the two by the. Tensor discs are up and about.
3: Well, I'm just wondering, is it possible while he's on the ground to try and uh, like de-weapon it, like grab his weapon off him?
2: Oh, yeah. You want to just tackle I wanna, him? I want like, to try and
3: grab it and like, throw it to Kaskin if I can.
2: Great. Okay, so Yark runs forward and dives. Make Okay, Make, can you roll for me a... Oh, this is interesting because we're doing all of these little complicated <laughs> attacks. Make for me a attack yark. Um, add four to it. So just roll a 20 set of dice, add four. Uh,
3: I got a... So eight, 12.
2: A 12, and I rolled an 11, which means Ooh. that you jump forward and you pull the crossbow. And as you get closer, you see also, horror of horrors, that the entire figure is essentially a mannequin. They're ma- made of smooth wood that has been painted to look like skin... All segmented, and the ticking is very, very loud, uh, coming from the center of the chest of the figure. You pull the crossbow out of its hands. It doesn't seem to have the face. Can't even the express. There's no expression. It's a completely featureless face. And you throw it to Kaskin. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I all right. You do. Does then Kaskin just make for me quickly a dexterity check? I got a sixteen. Sixteen. You grab the crossbow without even dislodging the arrow that's already primed in it, and you've got the crossbow. Congratulations.
3: Yay! Hey, you like that move? That was nice. It was good. That, yeah. But but now, good. unfortunately, oh, at this oh. point,
2: the larger figure oh. has walked towards the table and s- deciding that Janny is obeying the orders and it's not a threat, it's oh. ignored her and <laughs> it walks towards Kaskin. And it very with the ticking intensifying, it jerkily p- picks up its great sword and slashes at you Kaskin and rolls oh. a twelve, which is not enough to get through your armor class. Oh. So it misses.
0: <laughs> I, g- I la- laugh... Okay, it is now it's your
2: action. See, You want to follow that laugh up with something concrete? <laughs> it's up to you.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to... Um, instead of using the crossbow like it's intended use, I grab it by the side, and I want to slam it into the head of the... Uh, guy in front of me pushing him to the ground if i can like that's
2: did so much almost... work to throw it to you with <laughs> yeah. with an arrow yeah. already
0: primed.
2: so really yeah. i don't even
0: grab the arrow i don't even grab the i'm using the full force of the the crossbow he's my just arm. using like any just... blunt item that you yeah just have yeah anyway. just smash all right
2: it. that's just an unarmed strike make an unarmed strike for me so
0: to hit i got a nine and then um damage
2: i got don't even bother rolling damage you rolled a nine so you grab (laughs) the crossbow and you smack at the clockwork creature that's standing in front of you but you wildly overcompensate perhaps because you have been just drinking non-stop drinking since you came here and swing better up and miss and instead hit a pillar in the lounge there is a sickening twang sound as a very expensive crossbow is broken <laughs> oh, and a shot fires off, plings <laughs> off, first of all, a column bounces off the balcony and then just lands thunk into the bar about four centimetres above Yark's head. <laughs> <laughs> I say whoops! <laughs> the other figure that has a crossbow fires a shot at you, Kaskin, and does much better, rolls a 17 which is a hit and now. you take... Three points of damage, so it's not a huge hit. The other one <laughs> tries to get up, tries to push Yark off and succeeds, I think. Let me just check. Yep. And throws Yark across the bar. Yark, you take four points of damage and smash into the top shelf spirits section as whiskeys go everywhere. <laughs> Jenny, it is your second action.
1: Now that I am less stressed and focused, thank you. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'd like to... I. I... Like to use my Eldritch Blast on the, the big guy?
2: All right, great. Eldritch Blast is one of your new spells. So, you, oh, yep. All oh, you got to do. Oh, actually, I'll roll it for you. It's plus six. Does d10? You rolled a nineteen, which means that you do twelve points of damage. As a bolt of blinding white light bursts forward from Janny's hand, and she throws it almost like it's something kinetic into the chest of the spangler man in front of her and it takes 12 points of damage and rears back no pain no wincing the face completely impassable but by the jerky movements there's something painful and wrong about the uh, the way it looks as if something has broken inside it the next one up is Yark.
3: so i am so i'm smashed against the bar now and the other guy upside down was... upside down okay great um, and so the guy that we originally knocked down and got the crossbow, he's back up as well, right?
2: Yeah, but he's behind the bar with you. The two of you okay, are sort so of he's separated. He's
3: with me. Is it possible then? So I, I get up if I'm still uh, near him to actually use my dagger now, and just given up on trying to help Casken with weaponry and yeah. just go for the, the unarmed guy next to me. Yeah, you, a, you, a you flick a da-
2: your two daggers out and grab one in each hand, which means you can make two attacks if you want because oh, you've yeah. got two daggers.
3: Yeah. Um, so I roll for attack first. Yep. So the twenty. Yeah. Oh god, I got an eight.
2: An 8. The first one misses. Roll again for your second dagger.
3: Oh, I Oh, three. You're all, oh you're no! You're all gonna die!
2: You're all gonna die in the first <laughs> oh encounter! God. Oh, <laughs> no! I gave
3: you a fucking crossbow and you oh, smashed God. it! All right,
2: oh, God. Alright, the greatsword figure um, lunges at Kaskin again, and luckily only rolls a 13, so you're lucky that at least... It's the hue... The greatsword is so large. Also, it's still hurt because it's just been blasted by Jani, and the swings are becoming very erratic and the ticking as well and it misses you Caskin, as you dodge it easily jump up <laughs> onto the table and it's your action
0: um, now that I'm standing on top of the table I want to um, now like dash off of it and like um, grab like grab on top of the uh, guy with the great sword and then I just want to headbutt him as hard as I can straighten the skull trying to break whatever's inside of him, basically.
2: Now, you're running into him, which means that he... Because you're going to run um, past the sword and try and get in close, which means he gets a free attack on you, which he misses, and now make for me a strength attack.
0: Oh god! I hit a seven.
2: <laughs> it's all right. No. It's all right because it's an opposed roll. So he just has to roll worse than you, and he rolls a twenty-one.
0: <laughs> so oh god!
2: You jump. So what happens is you dive through, easily tumble past the sword. Your years of acrobatics training coming to your aid, and you swing around with your hands. Pivoting your weight and energy off his frame as you grab his collars, one in each hand, and you crack your forehead as hard as you can into his head to discover that there's no clockwork, there's nothing magical, his head is a pure block of carved Iron oak, oh and you concuss yourself on the head, which doesn't even bend back in the pain, and oh. you take another nine points of damage, Casquin. Oh. You're mildly concussed, and you fall to the ground, seeing tiny caskins, the tiny Yarks, dancing oh. around <laughs> your head. <laughs> <laughs> the other one throws, fire tries to fire its crossbow, but misses. While the one behind the bar is still fighting with you. Yark, but luckily doesn't have a weapon, so has to use a slam attack. Rolls an eight. I rolled a two and a four. I am also rolling very badly. Janny, you are still momentarily not in the fight. I should add that Trammy is hiding under the table, very much a non combatant, so it's up to you next.
1: Okay, okay. Um so just a full situation, uh Yark is battling with I'm one with armless screwed. one. But yeah, yeah, but uh, you're just with one, right?
3: i have just one. Cool. Yeah, I've just got one. Caskin okay, is right. trying to fight two of Kaskin's them. Caskin's on the
1: has... big and yeah, the small one. Okay. Well, the yes, big one. It should be. It's got great damage. Yeah. I had a curiosity. Can I bring up any spells from past things that I don't have, or just the ones I have? Is the one. No,
2: no, 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 no. If there's if there's other spells that you that you had, like dancing lights and stuff, you still know them.
1: Yeah, because I remember there was like a fire one.
2: Oh, you want to use? Yeah, I know it. Yeah. Um, on on you these
1: use. guys, yeah, it would be good. On the big dude.
2: No worries. Uh, that would have been... Um, well. I'm just trying to remember what it was. It was... Oh, Burning Hands. You had Burning Hands. You
1: yeah, had Burning Hands, yeah.
2: Yeah, you can, you can still cast Burning Hands um, only once a day. So you link your thumbs together and a huge sheet of fire bursts out from your hands. And these are, as I said, dry iron oak soldiers. So they have uh, a damage susceptibility to fire. They take double yeah. damage.
1: <laughs> so they all
2: need to take, make saves, dexterity saving throws. You can only hit two of them, unfortunately, because the one behind the bar is just out of reach, which is a pity because that one is soaked in whiskey. But these two are, the two that are close still, you will get a chance. And they roll a 10 and 11, which means that they both miss and they take 3d6 damage plus an extra d6 because of the susceptibility, which means that they roll 5, 10 maths 13 you do 17 points of damage to Whoa. both of them and they start to burn they're both on yeah. fire now as you so walk So Caskins surrounded
1: by fire <laughs>
2: You walk forward slowly Jani just driving them back as a blast of flame comes from your fingertips
1: <laughs>
2: and the whole room starts to glow um, as the oh, tables start to fall it's all uh, basically, the room starts to burn oh. as Jani's spell indiscriminately starts to burn tables, alcoholic we were... drinks that are sitting oh, around. Oh, I
1: forgot we were there in a room, fresh... It's the... a big room, isn't it? <laughs>
2: the other few patrons that had been quiet start to scream again in earnest. Oh. <laughs> and also, make for me perception check, quick, please, if you could, Kaskin. I hit a 12. All right. You've... <laughs> Actually, you should have disadvantage anyway and that's a failure so it doesn't matter. Um <gasps> Jenny can do it as well. And Jenny, you roll an 18. So, uh Kath, you notice as you cast the spell out of the corner of your eyes that this is disruption has not gone unnoticed upstairs, and as you look, the figure that was in a filthy coat and a straw hat that you can see on the balcony above you seems to melt into the ground after having a brief conversation with the bearded man who are watching you, and then they stalk away from the balcony. Now...
1: <laughs>
3: Yark, you are up next. Um, okay, I'm, no, I'm gonna... I'm just getting mad that, from my last attack, that did nothing, so with even more aggression, I grab both my daggers and I stab him right in the, his weak spot. Wherever that <laughs> what is
2: What is the wooden man's weak spot, Baz? <laughs> you have to tell... You have to, where you about, stab him? Oh... Make a perception check, Yark. Make a perception check.
3: And I perceive that I got... Oh! uh, 16.
2: A 16. Now that his clothing and his robes have sort of opened up because you've started to pepper him with stabs and because of the rips and tears of the fight, you can actually see that in the centre of his chest there is what looks to be a complex nest of gears and cogs that are spinning around a metal sphere that's rotating, that's built into the very center of his chest. That does look very delicate.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna like get both my daggers and just uh, at the same time, just like trying to st- st- stab it in there and try and prevent anything from moving around. Okay, make stab two it, attacks. Oh, well, twenty! I got twenty for the first. Level. Oh, you?
2: Ooh. Oh, a critical. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, a critical hit will will be great. So you grab one of your daggers and you stab with all your might into the heart. ...of this kind of clockwork man. And as you do, you hear a wincing groan of tortured metal. And then there's a click and a snap as your dagger blade breaks inside him. But the pieces of the dagger are now inside the cogs. Literally a spanner in the works. And he starts seizing up. His neck spins and clicks. And then the uh, the light shining out of the center of his chest... Dies as he falls lifelessly to the ground. You've killed one of them. Congratulations. Ah. And the yes. next one up but you have lost one of your daggers. The oh. next one up is the clockwork great sword fighter who swings his great sword again and rolls a crit, Cass. Again. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Which means you're going to take critical damage. How much life you got left? I've got 24. Alright. You you're very lucky because I only rolled. A two and a two, so you take 12 points of damage still as a critical hit. You fall back as he finally, because you're concussed and you're not defending yourself, a solid greatsword hit throws you off the ground and smashes you against the balcony while the other armor turns around, reloads its crossbow and fires at Jani and Mrs. and Jenny is up next.
1: So the place is still burning down, right?
2: Yes, yeah. You're you are slow you're walking fire through a burning room. <laughs> you know like that scene in like a Netflix show or something where someone's walking <laughs> slow motion through a room that's on fire and the fire is reflecting on their eyes and they start smiling. I think it's that kind of mood.
1: Oh, okay. 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 So I'm happy. All
2: right. All right. Um What's well, up
1: to I, you? I I just uh I guess i'll just can i just regularly
2: attack yeah i mean you can cast an eldritch blast every turn that's a can Ah,
1: oh, okay i'll do another blast towards the is the big dude still alive i've attacked he, him with so much <laughs> he's on
2: fire and he's he's just hit caskin so he's still up but he's his swinging is getting more and more erratic but you hit him with a blast i'll attack him again yeah Yep. Alright, 15 will hit, which means that you do another 5 points of damage, he also takes extra damage because he's on fire, and he's now looking very very broken as one of his ha- his arms is hanging limply, uselessly by his side, and his limbs are starting to seize up, but in his other arm he still has the greatsword, Yark, you're up.
3: Is it possible to, oh god, wait, so what's your health at, Cassian? Uh, 13, I'm nearly dead.
1: No, he's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: I
2: I'm mean he took twelve
3: to last time. I'm pretty sure on a hit.
2: And you're not even blind yet, Cray. So I mean the sky's the limit, really.
3: Yeah, <laughs> so I'm trying. Well, if they're because <laughs> they're both distracted in combat, right? Is it possible to do a stealth attack? Yes, you can. Yeah, I'm going to do that with my remaining dagger then.
2: Okay, so you you take aim with your th- throwing knife and try to hit the same point yeah, that same you see spell. on the other one. Make a sneak attack.
3: First one is a nine. Okay.
2: Okay. Do better.
3: Uh, <laughs> yo, I got a fucking four.
2: Oh, oh my god!
3: god.
2: Yark! There is a clink, and a yark's last dagger is embedded in the shoulder of the wooden man. And to oh, add yes. insult to add insult to a complete lack of injury, it has not even noticed as it continues <laughs> to face down Kaskin.
0: Oh, what should I do here? So you're
2: standing with your back to the balcony, nowhere else to go, and it's stalking towards you. It throws the greatsword out to the side, and then with its hand reaches forward to grab you by the neck and throw you over the balcony. I'm
0: probably going to die here. I'm probably going to die, but um, who cares? It's, I am going my... <laughs> yeah, to use my character. Yeah, I'm um, going to use my charger ability and run straight at him, um, yep. and try to push him to the ground so he can't move. Great, so make much the roll. As I can. Um, I got a... Whoa! I got a 26. What did you roll? Now you're rolling. Did you roll I, a oh, 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 that's to hit. That's to hit. No, Sorry. I know, but I that means it. you rolled a 20. Yeah, yeah, I must have. I must yeah. have. So, it says 26.
2: Yeah, so you grab... So this is great. So it walks forward, one hand uselessly at side, throws the greatsword down, and then with a hand, runs to grab you by the neck, but your acrobatic training takes over. And finally, you're able to deflect the weight of the clockwork man over your, away from your neck and over your shoulder. And then with a practiced flick of your shoulder, you tumble his entire body over the balcony and look at it as he falls four flights of down and smashes onto the entrance desk of the foyer oh. below you, smashing into four different pieces. Janny, there's one of them left, and you're the next one up.
1: Pick up something and throw it at him. <laughs> Knock him. A spell! <laughs> I already cast you... like three spells or right? a <laughs> The break.
2: Desk, ne- the, on the table next to you, in the booth next to you, you can see actually a fine bottle on ice of calamite brandy.
1: Ooh, yeah, pick up the brandy and throw it at him while he's on Not fire. He's
2: this is good. This is top shelf stuff. Jenny <laughs> picks up the flask. <laughs> hefts it to get a sense of its weight and then throws it rolls a 13 plus a dexterity plus 2 makes it a 15 and it smashes all over the Spangle Man who is on fire and the moment it smashes the fire goes turns into a fireball of green flame as the calamite brandy takes its effect there is a almost a sonic boom that deafens cool. everyone as a shockwave blasts all of you to your feet around you, and then when it clears, you can just see two wooden legs are all that's left of the Spangler Man, which slowly fall to the side as the last one has died.
0: Trey
2: looks at you, the three of you, incredulously and says, You weren't meant to have weapons. Who the hell are you people?
3: <laughs> and then we say, Where the. And then we say our group name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm still jumping up and down in excitement at what the move I just did looking at the uh, dead body on the floor.
2: We're the, and then we say our group name, <laughs> truer, braver words have never been spoken in a Dungeons & Dragons game. But here, on the fourth floor of Vanderbrass Tower, now under control of genius thief Hansel Groob, it is up to our brave heroes to make their way to security, protect the last of the Quicksilver Vault keys and find a way out of this building and lockdown before all of the most powerful and potent magic items of the that honourable Order of Magists falls into hands that can only mean doom for them and this city. To find out what happens, tune in to the next episode, I guess, Yay! of this podcast. Yay!
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need a health potion.